I'm so glad that we are together another Sunday. And today we're going to talk about a really important topic. We're going to talk about community. I was looking in the dictionary, what does community mean? Because it's a word that we use a lot in the church. And the meaning that I found, it says, a gathering of people that live together under certain rules or that have the same interest. As Soma, as a church, we are a community. We're a group of people. We are one body. And today we're going to see like how important is community. And the first thing we have to do as a community is to have a relationship with God. Because that relationship is going to help our lives. It's going to help our community as Soma. And it's also going to help other communities that we are part of, such as our jobs, our social groups that we have. So we're going to talk about this, how important. I want you to go to uh, Hebrews uh, chapter 10, verse 22 and 23. Hebrews 10, Let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him. For our guilty consciences have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean, and our bodies have been washed with pure water. Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I ask you that you bless your word. I ask you that you talk to us. That you help us be a better community. That we can understand. That the most important thing that we possess is you, God. And the import, such important that you are, God, for our lives. Thank you, because you are a real God. And because you are here with us. And you always want to bless us. And guide us in the right track. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Um, in history, and what we've been reading in the Bible, 
there are several things that are repeated. If we seen since the beginning, Adam and Eve, they needed God. As we talked before in the last series, the people of Israel needed God. And later in the Bible, we see other uh, uh, people that needed God, such as Daniel and other prophets. And then Jesus came, and then uh, the disciples needed him. And um, Jesus died and rose again, and those disciples start making other disciples. And all these stories, there's two things that are repeated. Uh, everything is, uh, one of them is that it was a group of people. And the second thing is that all of them needed one thing in common, one person in common. And what they needed, it was God. And that's why the story repeats itself and repeats itself. And that's why we are here, because we need other people. And we're here, but it is uh, not, it's not that important if we don't have something. And the important thing is God. Uh, as Soma, as a church, we want to show the world that we are one body. That it doesn't matter where you are from. That it doesn't matter your past or our present. The language we speak. We are just one body in Christ. And that's the important thing is Christ. Because we can say we're just one body. But in who? It's in Christ that we are just one body. In the verse that we read, the author motivates us to do something. It tells us to be to have perseverance. In these two verses, talks about five important things. The first one is to have a sincere heart. And the other, the second thing is to be securing our faith. The third one is that we need to be purified internally and externally. And the fourth thing is that we have to be firm in hope. And number five is the one that we like the most because it talks about a reward. And we're going to talk uh, about each one of them, but the first one is about the sincere heart. When we talk about a sincere heart, I think of David. Uh, David, even though he lived a lot of things, he always came to God with a sincere heart. 
Sometimes we want to uh, lie to God with our words or how we approach him. Uh, thinking that the way we approach him is going to change the relationship we have. And something that I learned in the story of David is um, how he was, since he was a pastor until he was a king, and that every time he approached God, uh, he came close to God, he would come with a sincere heart. When he was upset, he would tell God, I'm upset. When he was happy, he would tell God, I'm happy. But sometimes we just uh, come to God in certain circumstances in our lives. When we have to be close to him all the time. Um, talking about a sincere heart also reminds me of the relationship I have with my wife. Because uh, with the relationship that I have with her, I can tell her about my problems. I can tell her how I actually feel, happy or sad. And she can help me in many ways. But there are certain things that she cannot help me. Because she's limited. But God is never limited. And God is always willing to help us. But we don't want to be sincere with him. We don't want to be transparent with him and show him the way we really are. And sometimes the things that interrupt that, it's sin. It's because when we sin, we feel ashamed and we don't want to come close to God. And, I and now I come back again to the story of David. When he sinned, he went to God and he asked for forgiveness because he was aware that God could forgive him. That's, that's what it means to come with a sincere heart. doesn't matter the circumstance. You feel free to come to God. The second thing that he talks about is that we have to be secure in our faith. I'm not going to talk about uh, how we should have our faith as a mustard seed. I'm not going to tell you if your faith has to be big or small. I'm going to tell you that you have to be secure in what you believe. Because if you are not 100% sure of your faith, doesn't matter if it's big or small. Uh, simply, you just don't believe. You don't have faith. That's why here it says you have to be secure in your faith. And as a community, we have to know who is Jesus and what he did for us, and how much he loves us. 
Because when we really understand, truly understand this truth, that transforms our hearts, our lives. And the only way that we can have faith, it tells us in Romans 10, 17, Uh, we're going to go to Romans 10, 17, and he says, um, um, so faith comes from hearing, and that is hearing the good news about Christ. And, and that is what is important, where we feel with God, while we read our Bibles, And when we are in community, we're in small groups. When we come to church, we listen God's word. And that fills us and gives us faith and certainty. And doesn't matter what happens, we keep believing in God and we know what he's doing in our lives. And the third thing that he says is that as a community, we need to purify ourselves. And in this part, the author talks about a little bit of the past. Because in the time of Moses, um, Aaron was a priest. So Moses will sprinkle some water to the ones who were going to be priests. And they had to clean themselves. And that way, they will show that they were going to be uh, priests of the people. And many of us here, we are uh, priests. Not because we come to the front and uh, talk. Because we teach about God in our homes. Or in other groups that we are part of. And God wants us to purify ourselves and come close to God and ask for forgiveness for what we have done. But that not only shows internally, but we show it externally. It's easy to see a person that is doing well in their lives. And also we can notice somebody that is not doing things right. Because you can see in their faces, in how they act. When you have God, you show God. And as a community, we have to show God to others. Number four talks about to be firm in hope. And when we talk about being firm in what we believe, it's like being firm and not move. 
And this reminds me something that happens in Ecuador. We have um, guards that are outside where the president lives. And you can see them on the screen. You can see them all day long. And they're going to look the same. They're not going to move. It can be raining or thunder. They're not going to move. Uh, it's really hot or cold. They're not going to move. And they stay like that for 12 hours. And then after 12 hours, they leave another two come. Because their job is to uh, guard that door. And that door takes you to where the president is. And that's their job. And I start thinking how firm I am. And I struggle with that. Because I'm not perfect. Because sometimes problems come and I, I'm shaken. And sometimes people approach me and tell me things that I really don't want to hear and I, I start being shaken. Sometimes I see people that act in a way that bothers me and, and that really bothers me. But when we are firm, we are like those guards. We're not going to move. We are so certain in what we believe. We're certain who Christ is. And it doesn't matter what will come. Uh, it can come the biggest problem. I'm not going to be moved. Because I'm sure who Christ is. And this is what we need to understand as a community. For the world, it can be that we are doing something crazy. Uh, people from different culture in the same place. But for God, it's a correct, it's a right thing to do. Because we are one body in Christ. And even though people might criticize, or might not agree with some things. I am certain that that's what God is calling us. And that's what God wants for our community. Because there's so many people out there that need God. And they need to be accepted in a group that loves Christ. And that can, their lives might be transformed for, because of the example that you and the testimony that you give. And that's why it's so important as a community to be close to God. And the last thing that this verse talks is about the reward. And I know in the Bible, it talks a lot about the reward that we're going to have eternally, the kingdom of God. I know that a lot of us are really excited about the moment. 
But I have realized that when I'm faithful to God, when I um, put a lot of effort so God is part of my community, I see rewards, I see blessings today. Uh, real blessings. My wife is a blessing. This church is a blessing. And God blesses us with things that we didn't even imagine. Material things, physical things, uh, health, and sometimes even intellectual things. Uh, help, God helps us understand things that we couldn't understand. But all of that is possible uh, because, because of the relationship with God. As I told you at the beginning, um, from, as I told you in the beginning in the Bible, from beginning to end, every single community have that need, the need of God. In Asoma, we need God. We need God. We need Him to have control. Leave our um, leave our, our flesh, our lives, and let Him be in control. Do His will. And something that I love uh, about David. And I want you, if you could please go to Psalms 63.1. Uh, he says some words that I want to say for the rest of my life. And as a community, we should say this too. Oh God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you in this parched and weary land where there is no water. The secret of David was, was the need that he had for God. I don't know if today you have a need for God, but I do because I'm so imperfect, because who I am is bad, but Christ makes me a good person. He makes me a good husband. He makes me a good pastor, but if I turn away from him, I start being a bad husband, a bad pastor, a bad person. And that way is what causes that we have a bad community. That's why I want to motivate you today. Uh, that have that thirst of God. That need to look for him every single day. Uh, when we wake up, not that the first thing that we want to do is look at our Facebook. 
that we have the need to look to read about God. Uh, that before we go to bed, instead of being so interested about football or baseball, that we want to search for God, look for Him, because I need Him. Because I need Him so for my community. Because I need Him in order for me to be able to bless others. And this is what we're going to talk next week. How as a community we can bless others. Because if we have him in our lives, the blessing is not only for us. It's for everybody who's around us. And Tupelo needs the blessing of God. That's why we have to look. And here it tells us a phrase. Uh, changes in life are better when we experience that as a community. But this happens when God is in control of that community. And that's what I want to tell you today. I want to ask you to close your eyes. I want you to pray with me. And we can tell God, I need you. I'm thirst for you. So you can bless my life. So that you also can bless my community. And bless my church, Soma. Uh, and that I'm part of. Dear Lord, I thank you this day. Because you are a real God. Because you are here among us. And as we saw as a community, the most important thing is you, God. And that's why I ask you that you have control over our lives. That we always look for the right things. That is your Bible that we have that need of you as soon as we woke up where we are at work or where we're going to bed we're always looking for you and that, in that way we will be blessed and we will be able to bless people that are around us just want to thank you in your name Jesus Amen Um, the same way the night before Jesus was crucified. Jesus took the bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body that is broken for you. That we are reminded that his body was given for us because of love. The same way he took the cup and he said, this is my blood that will be shed for you. 
Let's participate in this every time we are reminded of him. And that's why we do this every Sunday, because we are reminded what Jesus did for us. And we take a piece of bread that represents his body. Uh, we deepen in the cup, so we are reminded what, that Jesus died, but he also rose again. And that he's coming again. So we're going to pray for this. Dear Lord, I, I pray that you bless this bread and this uh, juice that represents your body and blood. Thank you because you did a sacrifice, you sacrificed yourself for us. And you have given us freedom. Thank you for the freedom we find in you. Because you are so good. You're always taking care of your children. We love you. Amen.